Thank you for that song, sir. Um, the song for invitation, prepare to meet thy God. That's the most important thing to think about tonight. And whenever somebody's teaching or teaching a Bible class or preaching or anything, the most important thing to think about is you want to prepare to meet thy God, right? And just like uh, Debbie's mother said, I can't see how somebody lives without God. That is so profound, isn't it? I don't understand how a person can. But I'm going to pick on Eileen for a minute. Is she here? No, Eileen. Eileen does all the scrolls over there. Scrolls. I want you to, this is kind of a pop quiz. I want you to figure out who this is I'm talking about. This, this is Isaiah 53, 4, and 5. I got two things, though. All honor, glory, and praise to God is number one. And number two, the reason why I'm so sharp today is for Dick. And it's actually Dick Botak. And I was going to tell Allison this, but she's in a better place now. Okay, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Truly he himself carried our sickness, and he bore our pains. But we considered him as plagued, stricken by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our errors. He bore the punishment for our peace, and because of his wounds, we were healed. Who is that? Right. I have a collection of um, lighthouses. Samantha just bought me this for Father's Day. She's kind of proactive. But I wanted to share it with you because I want you to think about Christ as we talk about, as we go through the lesson. It's really beautiful. Let me get on point with your, with your guideline or layout. The hope is having optimistic perspective every day. And I put on there easy breezy because it is easy breezy. Once you start following Christ, it gets better and better and better. It's difficult, guys, because we are fighting against ourselves. We call that a battle with Satan. But when you think about it, you're really fighting yourself with faith, Satan's influence on you. And your thoughts, that's what you fight. And as you go further and further in your Christian journey, it gets easy breezy. It's like fun. Like right now, I'm having fun. And this is serving God. All of you are here because you're worshiping God. This is nothing hard about this. We love it, right? To me, it's like a football game, NFL. It's better. And these guys, uh, Joe and James, I know you guys are going to quarter till, wrap it up. You can hum the Oscar song. Mm -hmm. Having optimistic perspectives every day is a given because of him, right? You think about all he did for you, you should not have any problem having an optimistic perspective every day. There's nothing to be pessimistic about. Do you have people pull in front of you? Yeah. Do you have people that are rude? Yeah. Do you have people judgmental? Uh, yeah. Do you have people that's aggravating? You can ask my wife about it. Yeah, my husband's aggravating. Do you have a... <laughs> Most wives aren't, wives are the leaders. But there's always stuff going. There's rocky roads, like Charles was talking about the ice cream, and there's always ups and downs, right? That's life. But an optimistic perspective every day is your attitude, your decision to follow Christ. I don't care what's coming, okay? That's life, it's being realistic, right? I don't care what's happening today. You get up in the morning, you're meditating. I'm focused on God, okay? Stuff's gonna happen. I could get arm amputated today, leg amputated. I can get paralyzed. I don't know if you remember Greg that was here. 
that used to come here, he fell and he's paralyzed now from the neck down. I bet he still has an optimistic perspective towards God because his family <clears throat> was against him becoming a Christian, was against him us baptizing him, right? But he still did it. Why? Because he knew it was the right thing to do. And I guarantee you, he's still positive about his decision and he knows that he did the right thing and he's glad he did. And that's how you should feel also. Uh, handicaps or misfortune or limitations has nothing to do with your spirituality. Your spirituality should be a resolve. And here is your heart. You should say, I am going to be focused on God today. And I'm going to be positive about it. I'm going to be optimistic, which is opposite of negative. I'm going to be positive, not negative. I'm going to be optimistic rather than pessimistic. I'm going to do it. It's my decision. This is how I want to be. Why? First of all, the Father. And second, Christ. Christ didn't have to die on that cross, but he did. Why? Because he loves you. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do in regards to Christ and his love for you? Exactly, James. Exactly. This simple, isn't it? And I'm telling you the truth. It gets better and better as you go. I'm 62. You say, well, yeah, he's a senior. You don't know what he's talking about. You see now. No. It really gets better. Because you've beaten down stuff, right? You're cutting stuff out. And you say, man, I'm getting better and better. And you can feel it. And you say, man, I don't do that stuff anymore. And it's very, it's a very good feeling. It's easy breezy. Because when you get up in the morning, let me suggest something to you. Meditate a little bit before you get out of the bed. Meditate a little bit before you get out of that room. And just focus. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to focus on Christ. I'm going to focus on obeying God. This is... Um, uh, paramount. Okay, that's the premise for your life. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Doesn't matter what happens at the work. Doesn't matter what happened with him or her. Doesn't matter what happened to neighbors because we know that God, Christ said, love your neighbors yourself. So that's everybody in the world. So our attitude towards everybody in the world, we're going to love like we're supposed to. And that doesn't mean you got to be around people you don't want to be around. That means you need to love them if they need something. You need to do it, and you have that attitude all the time. So now, that is very healthy spiritually. If we have an optimistic perspective on everything, we are doing very well for ourselves. We're going to be healthy spiritually. We're going to feel good about ourselves and others at the same time. And we know that God is pleased with it. We know that Jesus is pleased with it. And we know the Holy Spirit is helping us do it. Now, I don't know if you remember... Last Sunday or the Sunday before, I read the scriptures for Charles. And it was uh, Psalm 119, 15 and 16. Listen to this. It said, I will meditate on thy precepts. Right? That's the, that's the Bible's precepts. He's, it said, I will have respect for thy ways. Now think about it. You want to do this every day. And then it said, I would delight joyfully. I would delight in thy um, um, principles. And then it said, I will not, no, statutes. And then he said, I will not forget thy word. When you think about these things, guys, the meditation, think about it in the morning or any time during the day, if you're driving or anything, I would meditate on thy precepts. That's going to help you be optimistic and be positive 
towards life in general. And if you don't, you need to pray and meditate. And if you don't, we're going to miss it, guys, because this world is full of aggravation. This world is full of satanic craftiness trying to get you down. It, uh, the devil is spiritual also, and he knows what our weaknesses are, and that's what triggers he's going to pull. So if we don't equip ourselves, like Ephesians 6, the armor, if we don't do that every day, I mean deliberately do that every day, we're going to suffer for that. We're not going to be as strong. We're not going to be as healthy spiritually. It is a resolve. You decide, I'm going to be optimistic every day about my Christianity. Having to go through changes in life is reality. But my attitude towards Christ, my attitude towards God, my attitude towards the Holy Spirit and the Bible and the Word and the church is straight positive 100%. I'm not going to change. That's how it's going to stay. Hebrews 11.1, 1, that's how it's going to stay. So those who are subject to the invitation, please come forward who haven't been baptized into Christ because that's what we need to do. And those who need to come forward for like Van and I did this morning for wanting to repent and um, clear things up so we can stay focused on that, please come forward. Because we, uh, we are in a battle, like Paul said, and it is also a race, and you should not give in to despair. You should not lose hope because it's all him. All you got to do is think about him. You can get up in the morning with meditation, right? Think about him on that cross. And think, wait a minute, I don't, it doesn't matter what I'm going through or what I anticipate happening or what has happened that broke my heart or hurt me or my, uh, my physical problems. Just think about him on that cross and it just erase whatever complaints you have. It, it, gets, it gets better and better as you focus more on Christ and focus more on God's word urging you to obey him so you can be saved. Now, last point. The reason why I collect the lighthouses is because when I see a lighthouse, I think about Christ. Christ is the light to the world, light of the world. So we know what lighthouses do. They are a beacon for the ships. They give the ships a warning, or they also give the ships a direction, right? And that's what Christ does. He warns us Okay, you need to follow God's word, obey the fathers like I did. That's the warning. Or we're going to send ourselves to hell. And then he gives us direction, just like that lighthouse says, don't come over here. Don't come over here. This is the shore. Don't come over here. You got to go to the left or right. You, that's the same thing Christ is doing. That's what lighthouses represent to me. Because he's the light of the world. So as we sing the invitation song, please come forward if you're subject to the invitation. And thank you for your time.